0: want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: All right, well, good evening, everybody. And in, uh, as you can see, it's just me and Robert again. You know, it's that it's been a couple times now, I think, that it's just been the two of us. Mm
0: hmm. And
1: th- and thankfully you're you're smart and talkative <laughs> because you you're you're the you're the one that can carry the scriptural part. I'm here to look good. Um <laughs> that's my role on uplift. But good evening everybody. <laughs> and uh and Phil uh it, Phil's enjoying some family time with uh his family down at Hawking Hills, which that's great for him and uh we'll try not to pick on him too bad in his absence but uh we're glad that he's having fun with his family robert and i don't take vacations you know for better or worse we're <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't call us workaholics but uh we're 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 we're, we're always seem to be here anyway that's right well i and live in a vacation area so where would i go that's right <laughs> That's right. We we won't we won't talk about that. I mean, we've had like 20 some days of of sunshine and and dry weather up here and and our grass crunches up here. So it's it's pretty unreal. We're in a drought, but so it's it's been sort of vacation like in Ohio, it's vacation like in Ohio could ever be. But but okay. uh yeah. But so anyway, we're going to talk tonight about and, and and I'll give you a little background. So today the day that we're recording this was the day of uh, the the conference the annual conference for the United Methodist Church in Eastern Ohio and uh, so uh, if you haven't been following along uh, the past two to three years, let's say, the whole disaffiliation topic has really heated up in the Methodist Church. Uh, because there's just a big uh, split taking place uh, in terms of beliefs and and that sort of thing. So as of today, the day we're recording this, uh, 237 churches in the Eastern Ohio Conference uh, of the United Methodist Church have officially disaffiliated. Uh, it is official. Well, I guess it's a, actually official, 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 takes effect July 1st. But the vote was approved today and all that's left is paperwork at this point. But so we're today, now Robert is a big fan uh, of talking about parables. and and I agree with him because people like listening to a story and Jesus was quite the storyteller. So tonight we just we talked about it and we said we'd like to talk about the parable of the divided kingdom. So if you want, you can follow along. It's in Matthew 12 starting with verse 24. And I'm going to read it, and I'm not sure which uh translation this is. This is this is actually I'm just reading it from a website. Uh but but when the Pharisees heard this, they said, "It's only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons." Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, "Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If, he, if Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your people drive them out? So then." They will be your judges, but if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. So, now, uh, there's a lot that can be said for that, and I'm not casting judgment on uh, you know, any anyone in the United Methodist Church and anyone who, you know, our our church in 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 Belair, Ohio is chosen to disaffiliate along with the other 236 in eastern Ohio. Uh but the point that I want to make with this tonight. And, and I'm going to turn the floor over to Robert here in a moment, turn the microphone over to him. But the one point I want to make in, in this divided kingdom is number one, the enemy brought the division. It's a lie number, but it's a lie. Unfortunately that has become physical reality because we have believed the lie instead of the truth, which the truth is the word of God. So uh, you know, society, all the lies about modern society and and all these things that have infiltrated uh, society uh, have infiltrated the church. A- at least the Methodist church. and And also we talked off camera about the Catholic church and it's affected the Presbyterians and all of the, the major different denominations. But my point is... No matter what side of the fence someone may fall on, we've all been guilty of spending time listening to or believing the lie. And we should have all, all of us, have instead focused on the truth, which is the word of God. That's what we should have focused on. So that's my, where I'm coming from with this. And we'll make it uplifting by at the end of this, I promise. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the floor over to Robert. All right, yeah. So, like, I mean, the
2: reality is this: like, it doesn't matter. I mean, I for those who are watching, who are listening, who don't know, uh, I'm actually in South Carolina, and I'm I'm at a Assembly of God church. Now, here here's the thing. I don't think I don't think denomination matters like I think I think what people got to get in their mind is when God wrote his word he didn't write denominations this isn't this isn't denominational thinking he wrote his word and every church every group of believers that gather together that call themselves the church of Jesus all hold to a a doctrine every single one of them is necessary for this and that doctrines it that doctrine is that they understand the authority of the word of god Mm -hmm. that it is that it is authoritative in our life for both what we believe and what we practice in other words the core beliefs we have and then how we see that practically in our lives Mm -hmm. that the word of God gets to dictate that to us. Mm -hmm. If you don't hold to that, then you're, you're threatening your Christianity because it is the Bible that tells us about Christ. It is the Bible that tells us about salvation. So if you don't believe it's authoritative, right, then it doesn't, then these things don't matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's also interesting if you look here. So we picked out the Matthew 12 scripture Mm -hmm. and and I think, look, we can talk about these things, and I think all these things are always uplifting because what's uplifting is as we get closer to understanding the Word of God, it gets us closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? That that's uplifting. That's that's going to lift a person up to places that you know, like we would. Like if I said something that was convicting, and would go, "Oh man, I got to repent." Well, that's uplifting, though. Though it hurts your heart to begin with, it ends with a good thing,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? Okay, right Mm
2: -hmm. um but it's interesting here that the religious institution the pharisees are challenging the living torah right the word Mm -hmm. and they don't like what he's doing yeah now now don't get me wrong the reason if you keep reading like jesus question well who do you cast him out by like, like, so, yeah. so they're doing the same thing, right? Like, right? They're casting out demons. Jesus is just doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when he's doing it, they're mad. <laughs> they become upset. Right? They're not upset when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a difference of belief here. There, it's just really a situation of of jealousy and anger that it would be Jesus having this kind of authority. And and in, and what's happening is, in a real sense, it's it's like the Pharisees are trying to protect their positions of authority and power with the people, and Jesus is not concerned about that. Right. So, if as a church, it doesn't matter our denominations, we all hold to as believers the same set of orthodox beliefs when those orthodox beliefs get changed there's a problem but you don't have a problem with the with the church so much as you're going to have a problem with Jesus right and that's what we see going on here the pharisees they they're having a problem with Jesus and and what's going on is they start so they start doing something that's insane mm. and they start accusing him of ca- of how he's casting out demons. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you're casting out demons by by demons.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and so they're really so this idea of Beelzebub is this uh, the prince of demons is really a Jewish tradition where they they've named this guy and uh, and they call him the prince of demons. And the reality is they're just trying to accuse Jesus of really being occultic. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're casting out demons. Not by the power of the Lord that you say you're doing, not by the Father, not in your name by the Father, but by demons. You're, you have a different authority you're using.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So And so these guys are actually challenging the living word. right? And so uh, so then Jesus, you see a little piece of Jesus' omnipresence here. I'm mm-hmm. um, not omnipresence, om- omniscience, right? He's mm-hmm. all-knowing. You see the divinity of Jesus because it says in verse 25, Jesus knew their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So he knows what they're thinking. So so the, the living word, God himself in the flesh, knows their thoughts. There are several places in scripture you see this where Jesus knew the thoughts of somebody. Mm-hmm. He addresses the intent. He address, addresses the thought. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't even bother to ask them. He just he just addresses what they're thinking,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what he does here with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like there was different Jewish denominations in a sense. You had the Pharisees, you had the Sadducees, you had the Zealots, you had the you had the Essenes, and they all did kind of the same thing we see in our Christian world, right? You had the Pharisees who were all about, hey, we've got to hold to the legalistic stuff of of the word. Um, the sadducees were all about political they were all in with the romans they were political the zealots were like people who were completely against both of those things and they're like we're going to usher in the militant messiah and they were the terrorists and then the essenes were like the monks they just go off by themselves say you're all wrong and they went out to the 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 dead sea and wrote scrolls (laughs) and didn't communicate with anybody right Right. and so like these are the they had all their different beliefs too jesus is addressing he's superseding all that he's saying it's about him Mm -hmm. that that they've got to capture this well so he knows their thoughts and then he just gives a very simple principle of truth Mm -hmm. it's really quite logical right that everybody Mm kind of knows so he just lays it out and he says Mm -hmm. you know what a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand Mm -hmm. satan Is not going to hurt himself. And like, he's not going to stop himself from going. Right. And so, like, he's just pointing out to the Pharisees something they already knew Mm -hmm. that if you take a kingdom and you divide it against itself, like it's divided against itself, it will fall. It cannot stand as a kingdom. And so, he just gives this simple truth. And so, Then he just asked them a very important question, which I think is so important. He asked them, if I cast them out by demons, how are you doing it? (laughs) Like, what are you doing that's different to show it's not demonic? Well, let's let's ask that question, right? Well, who do your people cast them out by? Mm -hmm. Because they had exorcists, right? They had exorcists and they had people that would go around casting out demons. And then, so after he after he kind of puts the correct thought out there, he then says, "Okay, now if if I've made sense to you, that means the spirit of the Lord has come into your presence, mm-hmm. and now you've got to make you've got to make a decision because mm-hmm. the kingdom of God is here, mm-hmm. right? Like he brings them to the point of facing the truth." Yeah. Now, what is crazy is I don't understand why we as people have a problem, but sometimes what we do, and we all do this as people, but we get caught up in the religiousness of things instead of the Jesus of things.
0: Mm -hmm. What
2: happens is when we do that, we start becoming hypocritical and we start holding on to lies for the sake of ourself or an institution or an idea yeah and it's like i don't know why we do that but we will hold on to that because we feel like we have to hold on to that as a piece of truth Mm -hmm. and jesus reveals something else Mm -hmm. and and that's what he does here and and the real parable of this part because none of this sounds like a story until you get to verse 29 how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man that's mm-hmm. a rhetorical question, expressing what you have to do if you're going to take his stuff away,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> right?
2: Then, then they can plunder his house, right? And so that that's just what he's saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now he he makes a strong statement. So you know we got to think about this as believers, because and and, and again let's wipe away denominations. Sometimes it'd be great if we could just step away from what we were taught. And come back to just the scripture and just sit down and read scripture. Mm-hmm. Just read what God says and see what you end up as. Mm-hmm. And so like what Jesus says, he makes a very powerful statement. And we need to listen to this carefully as people. He says, whoever is not is not with me is against me. Mm-hmm. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what happens is like there's this reckoning we all have to have. Either we are with Jesus or we are not. Right. But we can't pretend to support everything Jesus supports and associate ourselves with him while coming against him or supporting things that are not what he supports. Right. Right. Like this is. It's like uh, I keep telling the church I'm a part of. I'm like, hey, you know what? Because I get all kinds of I get all kinds of different stuff sometimes. Like people have ideas or they have thoughts about what holiness is or they have thoughts about what should be considered righteous. And I'll say, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. If it's important to Jesus, it's important to us. Mm-hmm. If it's not important to Jesus, we don't have to worry about it. We can mm-hmm. we can take it or leave it. It's, it's a preference at that point, right? Right. But if it's important to Jesus, it's important to us. And Jesus made a very important statement. Whoever is not with me is against me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, what's funny about this is most young people will know this statement because this appears on a movie, a very famous movie. And <laughs> and when I say that, I, I, this is going to be funny, but it uh, this happens in Star Wars. Okay. When Anakin turns to the dark side at the end of the movie, he quotes Jesus. Oh, okay. Says, if you're not with me, you're against me. Mm. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi says this statement. He says, only a Sith would would speak in absolutes. Mm. I started asking people, I'm like, so is Jesus a Sith, Sith Lord? Because Jesus spoke in absolutes all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like 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 it's it's only people who are trying to be inclusive that speak no righteousness that speak in two sides of their mouth or like you can't have any desires or things like no no jesus says very specifically if you're not with if you're not with me you're against me Mm -hmm. i mean we have to understand jesus's position he is the lord god in flesh Mm -hmm. if you are not with god who are you with? Right. Who who else is there to be with? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're either with yourself or with the enemy, right? But you're but either way, you're not with God, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful about this pretending we do. And what happens is when we pretend we're with Christ,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but we're not really with Christ, mm-hmm. we're gonna end up with a divided kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: where we start riding the fence. And, and when you ride the fence, you're divided. Mm-hmm. It is neither comfortable nor wise to ride the fence.
1: Right, right. And in, in something you brought up earlier was we have to be careful about believing religion rather than the truth, and you know that's pretty powerful because I heard you know uh, last weekend or earlier this week uh, I was listening to uh, a teaching. Um, from caris bible college a, a man by the name of mike Hesh, and he 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 speaks and and teaches at their healing school and it was it was something of the effect he said something that was so powerful and he said you know he said for for several years he said i failed at at truly understanding and discerning the lord because I believed, he said, he said this, he said, I believed in my own belief in the scripture more than I believed in the scripture.
0: Hmm. Yes. And,
1: and so we can unknowingly, you know, like we can think that we are with him, but we're not because we believe more in our own belief. of. Right him then we believe in him <laughs> Yeah, like that was like behavior. mind yeah. blown you know
0: yeah.
2: yeah we can we have a tendency like like we are designed to be believers mm-hmm. we're designed to believe something right we're, mm-hmm. we're going to be, no matter how ludicrous it may be we will believe something right yeah it, uh, it's always been shocking to me that people will believe that aliens created the world but they can't believe god created the world Right. So you, believe, so, you, so you can believe that some being that some beings that are out there somewhere that you think exist, even though we have no evidence whatsoever for that, you're going to put faith in that. But but we have writing about the Lord, and we see his activity in the world, and we can't put faith in that. Mm-hmm. You see, like it's there's something messed up about that, like that, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you're like people are so willing to believe, but there's something within us that in our believing we fight the lord Mm -hmm. and that is what's causing us to choose to not believe the truth Mm -hmm. we would prefer to believe something else Mm
0: -hmm.
2: which is which is crazy because god really is trying to do this for our benefit like it's hey if you learn the truth and you understand how i created things it's just going to go better like it's just going to be great right but we have a tendency to fight that mm. and and we want to choose to believe something else. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, we'll believe our belief. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is here's kind of what happens when you start to believe your belief over what Jesus has said. Mm-hmm. That's when you're becoming a religious institution. hmm. You you are supporting an institution built on a different belief system than what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to give you a good example of this in my own personal life. I struggled with the, there's a theology called annihilationism. I was struggling with God's justice in my life. I was like, I was like, God, it's not fair that in an 80 to 90 year period, we would stumble and fall in sin. And then you would judge us for an eternity. And so off of my understanding of justice, my, my not God's understanding, my understanding of justice. I started following after a an incorrect belief system called annihilationism, which says eventually you're completely burned up in hell. Mm. Wow, and I thought, well, that seems more just, and so I started reading that into scripture to oh, support it. Okay, right, and then I started supporting that belief.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I just had a, a an awesome minister in South, and well, at that time was in Georgia, and he would just sat down. And he said, "Well, what's the scripture for this? Like, I hear what you're saying philosophically. Like, yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying logically." but what does God say about this? Mm. And all it did was make me mad because I was like, well, I don't want to talk about what God says about it. Cause it, it's in my mind. See, I was fighting against that. Mm. I was going, that doesn't seem fair. Mm. And here's the thing. And this is, this has led to several things, right? Like, so what I'm realizing, is God does not care about my opinion. Mm-mm. He does not care about my logic. He doesn't care even if I fully understand those concepts of love and justice. What he cares about is, am I going to believe what he says? Mm -hmm. See, at that point, it's not about the system. It's about the word. Mm -hmm. And I had to. I as as much as it may pain me, I, I came to this conclusion of okay, well, this is what I know about the Lord. He doesn't say anything about annihilationism. Matter of fact, it seems to point to the fact that there is an eternal punishment, and I have to come to grips with that, whether I like it or not. It's not about whether I like it. Right. right? It's not if God tells us something, it's not about whether we like
1: it. Right. It's, it's just truth.
2: Yeah, it's the truth, right? And so, so I had to come to the realization. See, if I if I hold on to a belief that is not what God supports or what God said was going to happen, Mm -hmm. I, I am what what's happening is I'm a kingdom divided against itself. I'm trying to support my system and God. And -hmm. it will never happen because God only supports one thing. Mm -hmm. And that is his work, his word. Right. He supports his stuff. Yep. And so what he's asking us to do, this is the point of faith. Mm -hmm. He's asking us to believe what Mm -hmm. he says. Right. It's just that simple. Yep. So what happens is we end up building up all the other things, right?
1: Well, yeah. And then here's another dynamic of it. So divided kingdom. What about in our personal lives, the spiritual versus the physical for us personally, individually, you know? Uh, You know, another thing that 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 um, I've been reading and studying about is that there are spiritual truths and then there are there are physical there's physical uh, evidence, whether or not it agrees or disagrees with with spiritual truth. And we can really fall into those lies, too. You know, Um, there's a lot of examples that we could give. But, you know, one 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 thing that, you know. Uh, Jesus had said was that the spirit is like the wind. You can't see it, but you can see the the leaves on the trees rustle, but you can't see the spirit. And so, you know, we, there's a spiritual truth and then there's there's physical reality. And very often they don't match, at least from a timing standpoint. And this is a whole deep thing we could spend a whole nother night on or episode on. But it goes back to the parable of the divided kingdom. And and I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, my thoughts are, we have to somehow get our, we have to get to the point where our spiritual reality is in alignment with spiritual truth. And that's, that's what Jesus, that's what Jesus was about. You know, Jesus, you know, there was a, there was a whole discussion about the one specific thing that happened when, uh, you know, the the disciples weren't able to heal that boy, the young boy that was having the seizures and Jesus came down and, you know, the father said, man, you know, your, your disciples couldn't heal my son. And Jesus was like, what, you know, what, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, what are you going to do without me? <laughs> that's paraphrasing. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's, but me paraphrasing a lot, but. You know, Jesus sat there and looked at that boy, and Jesus rebuked the demon out of him, and he had the biggest seizure yet. He had a massive seizure. Yeah, and, but you know what? Jesus didn't get rattled in unbelief. Right. Jesus knew that the boy was healed. That's it. And so, when it came to Jesus, he wasn't divid- divided amongst himself or or his father. Yeah. No. But. You know, that's the thing that I feel like we have to strive for or we have to I don't want to say work towards because that's not the right attitude to be in. But we have to grow in in our relationship with God that we can we can have, uh, you know, the spiritual truth of God, the word and the Holy Spirit. And so that our physical senses, you know, we, we don't rely on our physical senses more than the spiritual truth. And we can rest in the spiritual truth, which is the word and the Holy Spirit, and rest in God's truth more than we, we are, uh, dare I say, tormented or tempted by what we see with our senses
2: yes and you know so like so just a couple of thoughts here but so god has given us five physical senses Mm -hmm. right but there's another sense that we don't think about that we don't actually fully experience until we we receive christ Mm -hmm. uh the bible actually says that the carnal mind cannot receive anything from the spirit because it is carnally minded it's it's focused on the five senses
1: right physical. physical
2: things right so what happens is what we're told in scripture is that when the Holy Spirit becomes part of our life because we've received Christ, it quickens our spirit. It, it causes us to be alive. And that sixth sense is awakened.
1: Oh, OK.
2: And so what happens is now you can communicate like all of a sudden now you hear the Lord clearer. Mm. And you go. ah, Right. Like, hey, OK. And now you can receive things of the spirit. Okay, now they were always there. Those mm-hmm. things were always there, but that was, that part of you was dead. That's the part of us that is dead from sin and corruption. Mm-hmm. Jesus, when the Holy Spirit comes in, he's breathing life into that. That's called the quickening in Scripture.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? And so, okay, now all of a sudden you have another sense.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: like, so what's happening then is you have this going on. I almost think of it like a marriage. Now we have destroyed marriage in our country. But I'm going to show you why the Bible uses marriage as an example between like Christ and his church for a reason. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. The way marriage is supposed to work is that it starts off as a relationship that is built on, with that you get connected to the person emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And then you make a promise, and then you get to connect with them physically. Mm. right wow all the things that happen to lead up to the marriage are all spiritual first Mm -hmm. they're all soul related first Mm -hmm. right Yep. and then it's 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 met with the physical now what we have been in the country is people sleep around and they they sleep together before they're married and what happens is they've confused it And and it messes up a relationship. It's those relationships are a mess for a reason because it's not God's way. God's way is everything is connected spiritually, emotionally, mentally. All that is abstract. All that is not something you see physical until the end when the promise is made. Then you can enjoy the physical part too. Mm. Same way with the spirit of God. So we hear the spiritual truth God gives us. Then we choose to believe it and it becomes part of our spirit because the holy spirit is part of us becomes part right. of our spirit that's he right tells us it's the truth he he wants to act on it then when we make that part of our lifestyle our truth guess what we see physically see it produces itself in the physical mm. and so so those things are happening by the way that happens a lot in our life if you have a lot of stress in your life that is something not physical. I mean, we, we try to figure out ways to measure stress, but it's difficult, right? How do you measure the amount of stress you have? It's something you can't see, but manifests itself physically, usually mm. in the form of a heart attack or disease or something, right? Right. That's the way our life is. Our life is always starts on a belief that manifests itself. Mm. Right. If a child <laughs> believes they're worthless and hopeless, Mm-hmm. They end up doing something about it, right? They will end up either being depressed or commit suicide or things like this. Right. How, how does that start? Well, that starts from a belief. Mm-hmm. So everything that God has designed us to be starts with that spirit level, mm. starts with a soul level and ends up manifesting itself physically. Mm. Right. So that that's why it is so deadly that, that's why James tells us the tongue is so deadly. That's why Jesus says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: See, so you've believed something that comes out your mouth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? And, yep. it's, and Jesus is like, wait a second. What's coming out of your mouth, is it the truth? Mm. Right? And so, so what happens is we are to believe what God says, get aligned with what he says, and then... Uh, See, like a lot of people don't see blessing the blessing of God in their life, or they don't see the miracles of God in their life, or they don't see these things because they haven't believed it on a spiritual level. Mm. They know the Word of God says it, but they feel like that's not for them, or they feel like, no, that's not going to happen. And so it doesn't happen physically.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So when it doesn't happen, they feel let down.
0: Mm. And
2: it's like, well, wait a second. It's, it's really what God is saying will become part of you. And you start living out the God life, right? Like God's God's plan. Mm-hmm. And then you see things physically happening. Like you'll see those things happen.
1: Wow. That's uplifting. I bet I would bet most people, myself included, have never heard it described that way.
2: Yeah, it's a very deep relate. Like it's the reason God uses marriage so often as mm-hmm. a symbol. Mm-hmm. because if we understand marriage correctly it, it's really a collaborative relationship between you and the lord
0: mm-hmm.
2: that that is a very deep relationship it's supposed to be very deep mm-hmm. that that is a life it's a it's a new lifestyle completely right you are a new creature
0: mm-hmm.
2: right and so old things are passed away so you mm-hmm. got to start believing what god says about you right, right. right? It's, it's not a see god See, when we come to God with our opinions about ourselves, well, Lord, I'm just terrible. I'm just this. I'm just that. God doesn't care about your opinion, right? He's already determined your worth and value by sending His Son, right? His He, mm. you were willing to die for. Hmm. So it's not about your opinion at this point. You've got to line up with what God says. Hmm. Right.
1: Don't be divided against God.
2: Yeah. Right, And you're wrestling, like Paul talks about this with wrestling with yourself, right? He mm-hmm. talks about this wrestling because we have dual natures.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So this is part of that wrestling with ourselves. We kind of sometimes have a divided kingdom within us.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. we have a sin nature still. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and we have a God nature.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, it's, it's, it, and they're warring. This is where Paul talks about them warring together. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after the resurrection, that won't be that way. Right. We have to make the choice to choose to be the spiritual people we're supposed to be.
1: Mm.
2: Right. That's that's the key.
1: Yeah. And not be divided against him.
2: Yeah. The the reason people struggle on the inside is because they have warring natures and they haven't determined which side they're gonna choose. Mm. Right. And so, if you choose, all, if you're like, I'm all for God, guess what? You're a person of faith and you're moving forward. And all of a sudden, this peace comes on you. Right? Like, okay, let's go, God. Right. But then, but then what happens if you're not going to side with the Lord in your life, you're going to war. You're going to have this war that keeps going because the Holy Spirit still wants that.
0: Mm. He, wants,
2: he wants all of your heart, not a piece of
1: it. So, you're in, in each individual, uh, is a can potentially be divided.
2: Yes, because of that,
1: yes. that internal battle
2: an internal battle and and Jesus. So in one sense, Jesus warns us. Who, who's the strong man in your house? Mm. Are you the strong man or are you allowing the Holy Spirit to have that place? Mm. Right. Are you are you divided? Because Jesus doesn't want you to be divided, but you have to be willing to trust him.
1: Mm-hmm. Rest in him. Rest in him. Rest in His truth and rest in what mm-hmm. His sacrifice on the cross meant. That's right. Mm-hmm. All aspects of it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's exactly and, there are, right. and there
1: are several more than just. It's more than just salvation. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, man, we did a good job, I think, on this topic. I'm i I'm going to say we could give ourselves a pat on the back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We covered a lot of different aspects of of this parable and I'm sure there are more. So we encourage everybody, if you have a different uh, thought or idea or opinion about this, then please share it. And uh, you know, Phil will get this uploaded like he normally does. And uh, if you have any comments or feedback, please leave it for us. And um, yeah, it was great. We got to do a parable, which Robert loves. So the more parables, the happier Robert is. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. This is nice. It is. And and we, and we brought some different ways to think about that parable tonight. And we hope you enjoyed it. And um, we will be back next week and hopefully Phil's back from his camping trip or hiking trip, whatever. I guess it would be hiking. And, um, yeah, so we look forward to all three being back together again. And um, so any final comments, Robert?
2: nope i have no final comments except follow jesus
1: there you go i'll second that we'll 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 be in agreement. where two or more are together and agree right
2: that's right there you go
1: we agree all right everybody have a great week and we'll see you next week